the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. Cola. Uh, Termite and Pest Control is sponsoring the show today, and I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful for E. Cola, Termite and Pest Control. And I'm thankful for you, friends, family. I'm just really thankful that we're here together. And, you know, every week I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord to just, you know, God, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? What do you want the message to be today? And during the week, I think he prepares me for this show because every week I go through some life lessons. And don't we all? And um, I, I think that he just wants to get me in the the, the mood or the emotion of the message, you know, because I feel that it's delivered better if it's personal, if there's an emotion attached to it or a lesson that we're learning. You know, we, I used to, when I was younger, newly married and newly parenting, I used to think that everything needed to be fixed right here, right now. And I used to get so anxious, anxious, be anxious for nothing is, is that prayer. I, I would say it every day, multiple times a day, because I would relive the conversation that I had earlier and I would go, okay, what did he mean by that? Or what did she mean by that? And I would, you know, as I'm taking care of the children or I'm doing what I'm doing, I would always go over these conversations in my head of, you know, could I have said that better? What, what did they mean by that? And uh, some of you can relate. Maybe, maybe some of you can't, I don't know, but I, I just know that I was anxious for everything. And the reason part of that anxiousness for me was thinking that I had to fix it and I had to fix it now. So here's the good news on this that I learned is that we're on this journey called life. And this life journey doesn't end until we stop breathing. As long as there's breath, there's hope. And I realized that, you know, not everything can be fixed in a day or a moment or an hour, not even sometimes in a year. I know, right? But seriously, sometimes things take time. But God calls us to don't let the sun go down on your wrath. He says that. He says, you know, make sure people are fed and slept because you want to make sure that we're in the proper uh, tood, in in the proper um, feel in order to receive what God has for us and what each other has for one another. He says to love thy God with all thy heart. He says to serve thy neighbor as thyself. And if we do these two things, he says that everything will fall into place. And these things is what is what? That's great English. These are the things that help me when I am going through trials and tribulations to realize that, you know, they say Rome wasn't built in a day and neither was this world, right? It took him seven days and the seventh day was rest. So how can we think that we can get everything together and fix everything like right now? Yes, I'm a maximizer. Maybe you are too. And yes, you want the answers now, doggone it. Don't make me wait. Uh, you know, we, we want to just, uh, I want it and I want it now is kind of how we are now. 
this is what we are. And I think that sometimes it's in the weight that we learn so much and we develop in the weight. So that wasn't even part of my message today, but that was the Lord's message through me. And I think that it's a really good one for me to even hear. I'm going to listen to this show later and uh, hear that from a different point of view. Because right now I'm, I'm the voice that's delivering this, and it's the Lord's word. So I, I'm really thankful that He's put me in this position to do this. And it's it comes with a price, and it comes with, uh, to me, great responsibility. But on the other hand, I know that we are we all fall short, and I know that I'm not going to be completely correct in every single thing that I say, and that's okay because God gives us grace, and you should too. You should give yourself grace. You should give those that you love or things, people that you come in contact with. We need to give each other grace. And sometimes that's not easy, is it? So six early warning signs you're dealing with a toxic person. If you've just tuned in right now, I just want to thank you for doing so. This is the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Say that again. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. The last show, I don't think I said that one time, and I, I, I was told that I'm supposed to say that at least two, if not four times in a, in a show. So I'm going to remember that I need to do that. I'm going to massacre this name, but this uh, subject matter that we're going to talk about is by Carrie. That was easy. A new wolf, and it's N-I-E-U-W-H-O-F. I bet that's German, but I'm not positive, but it sure looks German to me. Anyway, you've dealt with them before at your church as a volunteer, on your staff, as customers. Toxic people are, well, they're toxic. An unhealthy person can infect your team like toxins infect the human body. After some exposure, everyone feels sick. The optimist in you and me hope toxic people will become better. The good news is sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Yes, sometimes they do. Unhealthy people can grow healthier with the right care and attention in a healthy environment. But some toxic people just don't. Some remain difficult despite all attempts. And as you know, if you don't address toxic people, or worse, let them gain influence, they can infect your whole organization, diminishing your effectiveness and taking everyone's focus off the mission. This message right here is so key personally, in ministry, and in the business world. Because they say that if you allow bad behavior It can bring the rest of the team down to that level because they're saying, oh, if that person can get away with it, then why am I trying so hard? Which is not the right attitude because we're supposed to be working for the Lord, not for the people. In a personal situation, it it causes, you know, it's like um, unhealthy boundaries. We need to set the boundary. What are we going to accept and what are we going to say no to? And each one of us needs to decide where that line is, whether you're newly dating or you're in a fresh marriage, it's there's these lines that you need to set, and it needs to be understood by both parties. In the business world, when you're hiring somebody, you know, we're interviewing each other. When you're dating, you're interviewing each other. In ministry, and you're, you're, you're going to work with a team, you're interviewing each other. And so it's really important that we understand in our minds what the expectations are, what we can live with and what we cannot live with, and what we would rather not ever have around us, we need to set that stage for our our lives. What are you going to accept? What are you going to say no to? 
And I think that the more healthy a person is, the more um, comfortable they are to put that boundary down, regardless of the effects on the other side. Does that make sense? Because sometimes, you know, you're not going to get what you want on the other side. They're not going to just say, oh, okay. They might have opposition. They might have conflict. They might have fight. They might have ugly. They might have even retaliation. And you need to be clear and true to yourself and sure that what you stand for, you stand for. And it takes courage. But also, it takes a standard of living and character, integrity. But it takes courage. And that wasn't written. That was Sufri's, with the Lord's help, of things that I've gone through personally and things that I'm going through right now. You know, I have a ministry house and... um You know, there's people in there that are not used to having boundaries and don't understand that sometimes they could bite the hand that's feeding them. And and they just don't understand how that can affect a lot. So it's really important when somebody comes back at you that you're clear that you've, you've prayed and that you understand where your position is. You understand uh, what God's position is. Okay. Which is even more important. And you want to be in alignment with that. And if you're in alignment with that, then no matter what's going on in your crazy um, life, if you're in alignment with the Lord, it makes things a lot better and a lot easier. And sometimes it can still be tough. I'm not saying that it's great and it's easy because it's not. But when you're in alignment, it just it, it just feels more right. It feels better. So an unhealthy person can infect your team like toxins infect the human body. That's any team. Whether it's your marital family team, whether it's your company team, your ministry team, one person, one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch. Know that song? You know, one bad apple. And it's true. So how can you tell early on that the person you're dealing with might be that person? Anybody want to know? Yeah, me, me, me. Okay. Here are six signs. They come on too strong. People who come on strong when they first meet you usually leave just as loudly. Now, I I would say that I I caution you because some people are just very um, extroverted. They, They just have a very colorful, vivacious personality, and they're kind of loud. Um, But loud is okay, and vivacious is okay. But strong means they're kind of putting their their beliefs or their uh, heart into yours. You know, they're just saying, no, this is the way and whatever. And when you feel that, if you're strong within yourself, you're going to say, whoa, 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 right? So I had to work through codependency. And there's a book called Codependent No More. And, you know, uh, I don't know how long in the marriage I was, um, but I realized I was codependent that my husband could um, you know, just in his words could take me down to nothing or build me up to something. And I put all of my worth in his hands and that is codependent. And I had to learn how I needed to love myself and I had to understand who I was in Christ. And once I got clear on that picture by reading the IMs, which are available to you on the com. Uh, website. You can go there and print them out. Uh, I wish you would. I hope you do. 
uh, three pages, Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, print them out, and read them because it's what God says about you. It's, you know, He created you for a purpose, He created you in His image, and He wants you to be. Uh, understanding that you're an ambassador for Christ, that you're victorious in Jesus' name. He wants you to understand these things. And when you read these three pages of I Am's, it will change your internal belief system for yourself. And I think everybody here, everybody listening, no matter how well you think you're doing, you could do even better. Do you agree? Do you believe that? Because I believe that I can do better every day. I want to strive for better every day. I'm not perfect, but I want to be better than I was yesterday. And I think if all of us try and work towards that goal, this world is going to be a better place. And the way you do that is by getting in alignment with the Lord, of course. So when people come on strong, when they first meet you, they usually leave just as loudly. They give you advice during your first meeting. Have you ever met somebody like that? I mean, you've just met them, and they're giving you advice. Whether it's a casual conversation or even a job interview, People who tell 15 ways you can improve your organization or your speaking often end up being toxic people. Are you, are you uh, visualizing a person right now that, that is in your circle? Uh, is there somebody that's coming to mind and we're only on number two? Okay. Are there ways we can improve our organization? Of course. Can you improve your speaking? Sure you can. But when someone leads with, Loads of advice. Well, that's just not healthy. That old saying, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, is so true. If we listen twice as much as we talk, we are going to be better people. So that's what this is saying, is um, if, if someone's coming off when they first meet you and they've got all this information and blah, blah, blah. I, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's in the radio business, actually, and we reconnected and I was talking to him and, and I realized that into the conversation, there wasn't very much space or quietness in between his conversation for me to talk. And in that, I realized it was all about him. And I thought, wow, how weird is that? You know, because I never recognized that or noticed that before. But in this conversation, it was all one-sided conversation. And I think that we need to be aware of this. And and I am a talker, okay? I'm a radio host, okay? Um, I am a talker. I'm a teacher. But I have to stop and listen because that's where the beauty comes in. That's where the nuggets come from is by listening. And I've learned also that asking the right question can really help get deeper into maybe a conflict even. If you ask the right question, you're going to get a better maybe answer that's going to, you know, if the goal is to resolve the conflict, if the goal is to draw near, if the goal is to understand more, if we go into situations with that as the goal, it changes. Instead of us going in defending ourselves, it's, you know, it's, you know, when a finger's pointing at you, there's three fingers pointing back. So what is that saying? It's like, you know, let's take the stone out of our own eye, not our neighbors. Let's take the stone out of our own eye. And I think that's really good advice. So healthy people never give you loads of advice. The first time they meet you, unhealthy people do. Does somebody coming in your, in your visual? I mean, are you getting a picture of somebody in your mind right now? Interesting, huh? Um, number three, they tell rather than waiting to be asked. 
I have a friend, um, his name is Joel, and he said that he had a counselor who said that um, unasked for advice is aggression. And I thought that was really good because I think that's true. It's aggression. Naturally, we all have opinions that are valid. But in a healthy human relationship, we reserve opinions about others until we are asked to share them. And even then, I would say if it's about others and they're not present, maybe it's not not good to share anyway. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say it. Um, unless it's going to be of help to something or someone. You know, I mean, everything. I, I make statements here, and I have a friend who listened and, and said, um, you know, that might not be the right thing when I was talking about, and this is a good time to bring this up, about assisting or resisting. And I kind of said it's always good to assist. And he says, I'm codependent, and I don't think it's always good to assist because I tend to do more of that than I should be doing because then you enable somebody. And he called me out on that, and I thought it was so good that he did that because I had my own point of reference. But when you're on the radio, you have to think there's other people that are that are internalizing and they're taking in what I'm saying um, in different circumstances. And so I have to be very cautious about what I'm saying because it isn't good to take on something that is not good for you. Um, so don't assist in that um, that's good to resist. So how do you know when to assist and resist? That's a really good question, and I, that's not part of my show for today. Maybe we'll do that one on another day. Um, toxic people rarely do. Toxic people volunteer them. That means they, they volunteer their advice. If someone is telling you things all the time and never waits to be asked, it's a sign of toxicity. In really close relationships, it's natural to volunteer opinions, but it's done with humility respect, and concern for the person. My little sister, I asked her, I said, I had a show and I was talking about blind spots. And I said, I said, Darcy, I said, um, I want you to think about this. <laughs> you probably don't have to think about it, but I really want you to think about it. Um, I want you to give me one blind spot that you know of because you're the nearest and dearest to me. And I love her so much. And I said, I just want you to really think about the maybe the biggest blind spot that you think I have. And she was so um, thoughtful in her, she waited. She waited and prayed and waited and waited and really thought through how she was going to express what she wanted to express to me. And she did it in love and she did it perfectly. She really did. And, and you know, it's not easy to receive things that are negative about your personality or negative about what you do or how you think or whatever. But the way she did it was just so, I, I, there was no way I could not receive it from her because I knew she came from a place of love. So that's not toxic. And I asked for it. So that's the difference in that. Number four, they want to be the center of attention. There are times I will tell you I want to be the center of attention. There's times that I don't want to be the center of attention. But they hijack conversations. They never ask questions. They want to get involved too soon. Do you know anybody like that? I do. They tell you what they're an expert in. They tell you what they think. They tell you about their amazing track record. They tell you about their accomplishments. They demand your attention. Truly healthy people wait to be asked. 
So do a self-analysis right now and think about the last time. I know we've been kind of not able to get with people and be social. But think about the last time that you were able to and think about the interaction. Just do a self-assessment of yourself. And maybe you need to ask somebody close and loving and kind to you about if you have a blind spot about this. And, you know, we're all improving, and it doesn't mean that you're toxic. It just means that it could be that you could improve, which that would be a good thing, wouldn't it? And maybe just one improvement can change a relationship. So number five, you hear from them far too often in the first month. Hmm. So it's a new relationship. It's somebody new that you've met, and they cling on, or they, they just um, don't give you room to breathe. People that are dating, you know, this is, this is something that um, there, there's a balance, and it's not the same for everybody, and it depends on where each party is. But, you, you know, in relationships, don't you have to be assessing that as you go along? You look at body language. You look at are they interacting? Are they involved? Are they, are they, are they interested? Or are they just like, uh-huh, 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 and want to get out of there? And you can tell, if you're paying attention at all, you can tell what's going on in that relationship. I mean, if you sit in a restaurant and you look at people, now everybody's in their phones. I mean, their faces are in their phones, and it's just such a tragedy, I believe. I think the phone should go off. I think the phone should go in. And I'm just as bad, let me tell you. But the minute I remember, I I turn it off. I said, no, I'm not going to get on my phone. And I put my phone in my purse. I put it away. And I don't pick it up while I'm having a meal because I think it's important that we be present and it's the best present we can give is our presence. I say that to parents all the time because I think it's true. We need to be intentional with our time because that phone will wait and whoever's on that phone can wait. The person in front of you is in front of you. So I think there's many people out there that are needing to hear this. It's a friendly reminder, you know, really be present with those that you're present with. Okay, great leaders don't mind being obscure leaders. They don't have to be noticed. Number six, they have a track record of moving around. Usually a person who comes on that strong has a history of moving around. So if somebody moves a lot, if their address keeps changing, if they're just moving a lot, it's because they've exceeded their their, uh, welcome where they currently are. And when they burn enough bridges, they're going to have to move to another place. So it's really important that you you ask that question. Wish you could spot toxic people early? You can. The first vital step in dealing with toxic people is being able to spot toxic people. (laughs) Toxic people will cost you and your organization a staggering amount of time, energy, and resources. They can even be fatal to your mission. Don't let your vision get defeated by the handful of people who want to take you off mission. Isn't that so good? So we're going to be back after this break, and I want you to just do an assessment during the commercial, and we'll be back in just a few. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. 
cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, Sue Freeze wants to talk to you. I've been doing this a long time. In fact, we were just having a meeting before I came in here. And uh, I've been with Ecola for 21 years. I've been on um, KKLA for 20 years. And I've been doing radio now. They just they just uh, straightened me out. I thought it was 11, but it's 12 years. And so I'm like, what? 12 years? And I feel like I'm just getting started. Uh, it's really a wonderful time to be here with you. And it is an hour show. And it used to be live. And I might go live again someday. Um, but my weekends were are near and dear to me, and so it's nice that um, you know I'm I'm not in the station every single Saturday, uh, but I am with you every week. I am coming up with new new uh, material. The Lord just gives me new lessons. I'm learning in this journey. We're going on together, and I'm I'm happy to be doing this with you. I want to say hello to Randy, who is uh, someone who writes me mail. Um, Maria, who's living out of her car right now. Um, there's just so many people that are reaching out to me and I just want to give uh, a hello and hang in there. Um, and I pray for you, peop- you that are reaching out to me, I'm praying for you and I do message you back and talk when I can. And so if you would like to connect with me, I would love to connect with you. And how you would do that is to go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, and just connect with me. Tell me what's going on. Tell me how you need prayer. If you need resources, I might not have the answer, but I might know somebody that might. And, uh, you know, praying is always good. So I just want to let you know that. I also want to tell everyone out here that E. Cola has seven offices. We cover from San Diego 
all the way to the border in Mexico, San Diego, right there, all the way up the coast and inland up to San Luis Obispo and actually past that and in between. Okay, so anybody that is looking for a career, not a job, but a career, Ecola is the place to be. I have story after story of employees where they start here and now they're here and they've learned so much and they smile as they talk about their life at Ecola. And, you know, it's great to work in an environment where you know you're going to be learning, you're going to deal with customers that we get from KKLA. One of the guys said, you know, I'm just amazed at my customers, that my my customers are so fantastic. And uh, it's because it's you. It's you. They're listening and uh, people are calling and we need more uh, more people to service our customers. So if you have a son, a daughter, if you have a nephew or a neighbor or a friend, please let them know that E. Cola is hiring. In all our locations, we are growing. I have more jobs and I need more people so I can get all these services done. It's a nice problem, but it is a problem. And you need to have a clean driving record. You have to be athletic if you're going to be out there crawling in the sub areas and crawling in the attics. It's a dirty, dirty job and someone's got to do it. But I tell you, the benefits are there. Okay, the benefits are there and the employees are happy. They, they love what they're doing. They love taking care of the customers. And, you know, they're identifying their detectives and they're identifying a problem and they have a solution. And we have many solutions in our arsenal. And so it's nice that no matter what the issue is when it comes to termites, pests, rodents, insulation, and we're even doing more things. We're going to be doing solar, uh, solar panel cleaning and window washing. And we've got all these things that are coming up and we need people. So if you'd like to join this team, we want to talk to you, go to termitelady.com. That's easy, right? Termitelady.com. There's a one-page application. Fill it out. Send it in. And then we can have a phone call. We'll talk to you. And if we feel, you and I, if you feel that we are a good fit for one another, then we will have a sit-down with you and, and discuss your future. So please get in touch with us today. We want to talk to you. And if you know somebody that's looking this is the place to be. I mean, I, I didn't wake up one morning and say I want to be in the pest business. It was not in my radar. It wasn't, it wasn't on my radar at all. But it has been the most wonderful, wonderful experience. And I've been doing it for 40, 41 years. And so um, it's been good to me, and it'll be good for whomever that you're thinking about right now. So please call us or reach out by termitelady.com. Okay, so that was our commercial. It was a long one. That's normally not that long, but that was long. The other thing I want to mention, and I'm going to just put it up here on Facebook Live because we're Facebook Live right now, Learning to Breathe is a book that I wrote. Now, I wrote this book when I had a a horse accident. The horse bucked me. I shattered my right leg. I compete in dancing. I do a lot of sports, and the thought of not having my leg and not being able to walk was a tragedy for me. It really emotionally took everything I had. And it took my relationship with the Lord and it took the miracle of my two surgeons that worked on my leg for many, many, many hours uh, to get me to where I am today. I had a metal plate, 10 pins in my leg. I, I was in a wheelchair. I had to learn how to walk all over again. And I know there's people that have it tougher than me, but I have to tell you, it was a tough time for me. I even had to take rat poison. Yes, I had to take rat poison on purpose. Um, and that was a scary thing for me to do. It was warfarin. 
And warfarin, we use warfarin, and there's people out there probably using it for your heart, um, but warfarin is used for rat poison. And when they told me that I was going to purposely take warfarin, I went, what? What do you mean I'm going to take? I mean, that's rat poison. I use that to kill the rats. It was pretty crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, I had to do that. And they checked my, my blood every day to make sure I wasn't getting too much. Pretty scary times. And, and the, the uh, surgeon said, you know, Sue, the one thing I'm concerned about is you waking up and you have a club foot. And there's nothing I can do. If you wake up and you have a club foot, you're going to have a club foot for the rest of your life. So there was that, and then was I ever going to be able to walk without pain? Was I going to be able to dance again? Was I going to be able to ski again? All those things were happening. So what I did was I took all that that sit time and healing time and tried to focus on something positive. And so that's why I wrote this book, Learning to Breathe, One Woman's Heroic Journey to Save Her Child's Life and Yours. And this book is about my journey with my son, Tyson, who now works with E. coli and has worked with E. coli for, I think, I don't know, 15 years, maybe even longer than that. Anyway, um, he does a lot for E. coli. He's taking care of the trucks and then the equipment and the techs and he inspects and he goes out on quality controls. He does a lot. And he does all the advertisements. He's on the YouTube video with me and he does the radio commercials with me. And it's just really wonderful that, you know, son and mom can work together. And this book, the picture on my on this book was when we got off a camel and he's on my shoulders. And I never in a million years thought this picture would be a, a book cover. And, uh, you know, you just never know where God's going to lead you. But I took the time to write this book that I would not have had time if I hadn't got hurt. So that's the positive. Uh, and, and understanding what it feels like to be in a wheelchair for six months, um, that was a real experience. And now I have a new appreciation for anybody that's in a wheelchair. Uh, mine was short, short time in a wheelchair. And there's people that are in there for the rest of their lives. And I just have to say that it is a different world out there. You, you're coming from a different level. And I learned everything differently than being able to walk into a store. And it, it's just the whole thing is just such a different experience. And I think God allowed me to experience that just like he allows you to experience things in your life because it gives you empathy. You know, you can be sympathetic, but until you feel what someone's felt, it's not the same thing. You know, if you've never lost a parent... It's not the same as just knowing what it would feel like, thinking about how it would feel like to lose a parent. If you've never had an abortion and go through the emotional pain of an abortion, then you can't really empathize to the same level as somebody that has. So all I'm saying is, is that, you know, we all have feelings and we all have all of these things. But until you've actually gone through it, it's, it's a, a totally different thing. So anyway, my, my point in this is that this book is available to you. And this book is so much more than just... Uh, my journey with my son, although that's a big part of it. He's an asthmatic. I almost lost him two times. Uh, it was a scary time, and I just learned a lot, and it talks about how I found the Lord. Um, it talked uh, <laughs> how the Lord revealed himself to me. It just People say, you know, you can't just say this is a book about asthma, Sue, because it's so much more than that. And it was recognized in the London Festival. Um, I thought it was kind of a, a gimmick, but they called me up and said, we want you to fly to London because we've chosen your book to be featured uh, in London. And that was a couple of years ago, and um, that was a big deal for me. Anyway, so if you'd like the book, just go to SueFreeze.com, and we can get you a signature on it and uh, send that book out to you. Anyway, so who should you trust? 
Does anybody have any questions or, or thoughts or feeling like you really don't know? I mean, like your antenna is not keen. You know, it's like, who can you trust? For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. Okay, so first of all, can you trust the Lord? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Do you really? Do you trust the Lord? Because he's the most trustworthy of anybody. And if you can't trust him, you're going to have trouble with trust no matter where you go. Right? So, so that's where you start is there. And that's me talking, not Rick Warren. Although this article is about it's Rick Warren talking. One of the great questions of life is, who are you going to trust? The way you answer this question will determine whether you're happy or miserable, whether you succeed or fail, whether you make something of your life or you waste your life. Do you want to waste your life? I don't think so. To determine who you should trust, ask yourself questions like these. Who always has your best interest in mind? Hmm. Who will help you make important decisions? Who wants to see you succeed? Okay, I have, you know, if you have five people, you're rich. Really, if you have 10, you're really rich. You know, but when I hear these questions, there's, there's, there's just a few people that I would say I could, that all these things that it would be there. And I feel very fortunate and blessed to have those people. And you should too. Should you trust popular opinion? Boy, I could answer that. Uh, That may not be a good idea (laughs) since it constantly changes. Should you trust celebrities who set the latest trends? Hmm, I don't think so. Trends change and fads fade. Should you make critical life decisions based on what you read on social media? I hope not. Just because it's online doesn't mean it's truly trustworthy or reliable. What about trusting yourself? The truth is your emotions can lie to you. You agree with that, don't you? Your emotions can lie to you. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah seventeen nine. When you live by your emotions, you can be easily manipulated by other people and by your changing moods. If you're going to entrust your life and your future to someone or something, you better choose someone who has your best interests at heart, knows everything, is perfect, and will never lie to you. That kind of limits your options to God. No one else is ever going to always tell you the truth. They're going to shade it. They're going to filter it. They're going to make it sound nice. They may not tell you what you need to hear, but what you need to hear is the truth because it is the truth that sets you free. Lies about yourself, others, the world, and how life really is will only keep you in bondage. That is so true, you guys. That is so true. And even though the truth will set you free, it may make you miserable at first. Yeah, sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes it does. That's why people don't like the truth and often avoid it. You don't want to hear that most of your problems were brought on by poor decisions. You don't want to hear that your own stubbornness, ego, and insecurity caused the stress in your life. 
but it's true. Psalm 33, 4 says, For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. God said it, and that settles it. Whether or not you believe it, God isn't waiting on your opinion to figure out what's right and what's wrong. If God says it, it's true. Each day, voices all around you are trying to get you to trust them. But there's only one voice you can trust that will always have your best in mind. Trust God for your present and your future. He will never let you down. Now, something just came into my mind and into my heart because bad things happen, even to good people. Bad things happen. And we sometimes just, and I did this too, call out to God, why God? Why? Why my dad? Why does my dad die at 60 of lung cancer? Why, Lord? Why? Why does that child not be able to grow up and get married and have children? Why, God? And I don't have the answer for that. And he says, he will never let you down. Well, that kind of seems like he let you down. When I meet people that have gone through trials and tribulations like this or losing a child or anything, I have to tell you, I'm thinking that's more than, oh, that's just a lot, Lord. That's a lot to ask. That's a lot to go through. And it is. But all things go, they, all things happen for God's glory and God's good. And even in those things, those things. And right now, when you're in the pain of it and everything, it's hard to get past just the emotions of loss and grief and shock and disbelief. It's hard to get through those things. And some of you might be right there right now. And you might not be able to hear the tr- this message to the deepest level because you're, you're right now uh, where you need to be. You know, you have to go through things in your own time. You know, weep with those that weep, mourn with those that mourn, and laugh with those that laugh. And, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. In Ecclesiastes, it talks about that turn, turn, turn. And there's a season and a reason for everything and anything that goes on. And we don't have the answers. I still don't know why. But someday, maybe I will want to ask him when I get up there, when I get to heaven and I'm standing in that seat and he's right there in front of me, I might want to ask, or it might not even matter anymore. I don't know. You know, I I have to wait and see how I feel then. But I just want to say that no matter what, he's, he's, he's not let me down. I've let me down because there's natural consequences for actions. So I have caused... In my choices and my decisions, there's been things that have happened to me that could have been avoided, maybe being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Or, you know, I mean, they could have been avoided. There's other things that have happened to me that I had nothing. It's not my fault at all. But they still happened. And I've come to the understanding that I wouldn't be Sue Freeze, the Sue Freeze that I am now. If I hadn't gone through everything, all those stepping stones and all of those pains and all of the circumstances and everything that I've gone through, I wouldn't be this person. And the message isn't about me. The message is the same goes for you. The message is, is that no matter what you've been through, it's up to you to decide 
what you're going to glean from that circumstance, what you're going to glean from that situation. What can you take away from whatever you've been through that's going to help others moving forward? What can you take from that? And maybe you can help others to avoid or, you know, make a better decision next time. What is it that you can do to help and serve those around you with what you've learned? Because those life lessons is what makes a difference for us individually, in a group. Even, even the experience of the toxicity of a person, it's like when you've been through that and you've experienced it and you know how it feels, you know, you can be alert and aware and maybe you could protect another person from getting in a bad situation with somebody that really would be better to just avoid. That was for somebody. I don't know who, but God does. You're secure in God's hands. Do you believe that? Do you believe that you're secure in God's hands? I totally believe that I'm secure in God's hands. I am. And you can be too. And this is by Rick Warren. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. This is John 10, 28. 29 if you need the address our heavenly father has really big hands big hands he's got the whole world in his hands how big are god's hands god's hands are big enough to bless you jesus would lay his hands on people and bless them he does the same for you the lord will hold you in his hand for all to see a splendid crown in the hand of god that's isaiah 62 3 God's hands are scarred to never forget you. In heaven, the only scars will be on Jesus. Do you think God can forget you? He has a constant reminder of you in his nail-scarred hands. The Bible says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion for the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. Isaiah 49, 15, and 16. God's hands are strong enough to keep you eternally secure. John 10, 28, 29 says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hands. Do you believe that? No one can snatch you out of your Father's hands. Sometimes in the thick of it all. Sometimes when you're in the thick of it all, it just feels like you're alone and isolated and you feel like, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Are you there? I don't hear you. I don't feel you. Are you there? Did I miss you somewhere? And and I know because I've cried that out myself. And it's in his silence sometimes he wants us to be silent and he wants us to just be. Be still and know that I am God. Be still And know that I am God. And in our stillness, which is a hard thing for me, I'm not a good still person. I want to be on the go. So for me to be still and listen is really big and really important. So maybe you need to uh, do that too. I don't know. 
So I'm going to read from this because I'm getting near the end of this show, and I want to share this with you. Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence. Sarah Young, I've had so many people say they've bought this book since I read out of this book quite often. And here's what it says, and this was given to me by Catherine, who used to work at KKLA, and now she's in Nashville. I'm jealous a little bit. Uh, She has a ranch, and she's got horses and goats, and uh, she's a happy camper, and I'm very happy and very thankful for her friendship. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Hear me saying, peace, be still to your restless heart. No matter what happens, I will never leave you or forsake you. Let this assurance soak into your mind and heart until you overflow with joy. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, you need not fear. The media relentlessly proclaim bad news for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, a steady diet of Their fair will sicken you instead of focusing on fickle, ever-changing news broadcasts. Tune in to the living word. The one who is always the same. Let scripture saturate your mind and heart and you will walk steadily along the path of life. Even though you don't know what will happen tomorrow, you can be absolutely sure of your ultimate destination. I hold you by your right hand and afterward I will take you into glory. And here's some scriptures for you. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, we will not fear through the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. So be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week. Bye-bye. Ah, it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home. Your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters. Even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.